This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, July 21st, 2019. Behind the music, you say. So good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. This morning we continue our series called Behind the Music, where we focus on contemporary Christian song, take a look at where the song came from, the what the song's about, the the scriptural roots of the song today. We're going to be looking at the song that you just heard and got to see a a dance to, the song uh, You Say. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to welcome you here this morning. We're honored that you chose to be here And uh, we're honored, those of you who are joining us online, it's a pretty high number, so um, we're, we're glad that you're here. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's no accident that any one of us are here. Thank you for the way that you give us gifts to express ourselves and, and our love for you. Thank you for our youth from the mission trip and the adults who accompanied them and for the girls who danced and for your presence with us this morning. Settle us in. Thank you, Lord. We pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You say it was sung by Lauren Daigle and written by her along with Jason Ingram and Paul Maybury, released as a single just a little bit over a year ago, just was early July last year, and, and became a crossover hit as it reached number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. That was her first entry on that chart. It's her third number one, though, on the Hot Christian Songs chart, and it held that position number one for 51 weeks, almost an entire year at number one. Wow. Wow. Here's the artist, uh, Lauren Daigle, to tell us a little bit, bit about how that song came to be. So when writing You Say, um, I just remember feeling for the first time pretty conflicted. It was definitely the first moment in just being an artist that I was like, okay, where, where is all of this going exactly? And I know that we've all faced moments in life where we can feel a crossroads happen, where we can see the past and also see the future and realize how we are supposed to exist in the present. And it was one of those moments where I could see where things were going and I knew exactly where I came from and I needed those worlds to still be married. And thus brought up the issue of just identity and trying to figure out how to exist when I feel like so many things were pulling me in so many different directions. With that, I think a lot of times we build these complexes about, you know, based on insecurity, based on fear, based on rejection, and just lies that we have to constantly overcome. And so this song for me was just a reminder of identity. It was a reminder that, you know, when I'm weak, he's strong. So. How do I change that and bring that into my everyday life? When I feel inadequate, how is it that um, there's always these moments where I feel like God just steps in and 
supersedes my inadequacies. This entire song was so that every single night I would get up on stage and remind myself, no, this, this is the truth, this is the truth, this is the truth. Don't get buried in confusion, don't get buried in um, like waywardness. Just remember to steady the course, steady the course. So that's the story behind you. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. There's a really good reason why this song has uh, spent 51 weeks as number one on the charts. In addition to being a beautiful, very singable song, have this melody, the words strike a universal chord in all of us, virtually every one of us. Who hasn't at one time or another, and maybe right now, maybe this very moment, fought the voices in our minds, fought those things that seem to come at us that tell us that we are not enough, that tell us that we'll never measure up. It's a battle. It's an ongoing battle for many, or I would say most of us, or all of us even, at one time or another. And this is a battle that we do not want to lose where are the voices coming from? Where are they coming from? Whose voices are they, anyway? Maybe they're voices from um, the past of one sort or another. Maybe a parent, a teacher, a coach who, instead of encouraging, used their position of authority to discourage, to belittle, to embarrass. Like what happened to a guy named Dav Pil Pilkey. Suffered from ADHD, dyslexia, and uh, behavior problems as a kid. So disruptive, his teacher sat him in the hall every day. Boy, I can relate to that one. Anyway, while there, he created an original comic book uh, about a superhero. Maybe you've heard of this superhero, Captain Underpants. Yeah. Now, check out what his teacher did, though. His teacher ripped it up, told him he couldn't spend the rest of his life making silly books. Boy, it's a good thing Dad didn't, wasn't a very good listener at that point, isn't it? Because he has been spending his life writing silly books and, and doing very well with it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the voices in our heads are from our friends, past or present, who um, have used or are using anything they can to influence you and tell you that you're not enough to tear you down rather than build you up. And we would suggest if that's the case, maybe you need to find a new friend. Because friends like that aren't friends at all. We've all run into them. 
Maybe it's a boss who takes their own insecurities out on you. And if you're that boss, maybe you need to take a, a new look at who you are and how you treat those who work around you or even for you. Those bosses who look for the worst rather than the best. We could go on and take a look at all the different sources of those voices that tell us that we're not enough, but we know that you know who they are. Perhaps the voice we hear sounds a lot like our own, stemming from our own insecurities, our, our own lack of self-worth, our own lack of self-confidence. Maybe we've allowed the culture around us to tell us we don't measure up when, uh, when we, uh, it comes to looks or brains or position or possession. Uh, maybe we've been shamed or embarrassed one too many times. Or maybe we have no idea why we feel like we do, but that doesn't change the voices and what they're telling us. Where would the voices come from? There is one who loves us to listen to those voices, who loves for us to buy into that, to take the bait. The one who has this foothold on our souls, who just wants to mess with us who wants us to listen to the lies that will never measure up. It's the evil one, Satan. So Jesus came so that the darkness would flee and that we would be able to walk out into the light. In him, there is no darkness at all. And so we take a look at a verse, John chapter 8, verse 44. When he, Satan, lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Satan is the source of those lies that we hear, and he loves it when we listen, when we believe, when we allow those lies to steal our joy, kill our dreams, and destroy our lives. The fact is, the influence of Satan that allowed those lives to be shared with us in, our, in the first place has been around for a long, long time. Mm. And then the question that Lauren Daigle asked in that song, am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Well, you better believe we're more than just our highs and lows. Check out the words of Psalm 139 verses 13 through 18, the New International Version. For you, Lord, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Say mother's womb. Mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Say fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Your works are wonderful, Lord. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake... I am still with you. Wow. So here's something we want you to hear loud and clear. You are more than your highs and lows. You are more than that. You are a child of God. 
pure and simple, created by God in his image. We read that in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, 27. We are created in the image of God. And we are part of God's family. The Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the second half of the Bible, wrote a letter to a church in Ephesus. And he said this, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6. And this is the, a paraphrase of Scripture, the message version. How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. So here's the thing. Long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had you in mind. You in mind. And settled on you as the focus of his love. To be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. When I don't belong, oh, you say I'm yours. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. I believe. The third chapter of the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve eat the forbidden fruit and fall from grace. When they hear God strolling in a garden, they hide. God called out, where are you? Adam responded by saying that he heard God in the garden and was afraid because he was naked. So he hid. And God's response was, who told you we're naked? Who told you that? Who told you that? Naked, vulnerable, fearful, hiding. Who told you that? Well, that does not come from God. It does not. It comes from the one who convinced them to eat the fruit, the evil one, the one who plants the voices in their head, in our heads, the one whose only desire is to separate us from God and from one another. Who told you that? That original, original disobedience of Adam and Eve plays into our identity as well. So that we're not only the handiwork of the awesome God of all creation, but also included in the fall from grace, thanks to sin, our sin, our disobedience. And so created by God to depend on him, our sin causes us to rebel, to push God away, to turn from God. We desire to be independent and self-sufficient. 
As Paul David Tripp shares in his devotional, New Morning Mercies, sin makes, when I say you, I'm quoting him, but I'm meaning me too. This, this is all of us, okay? Sin makes you think what is foolish while thinking that you're wise. I'm sorry. Sin makes you love what is foolish while thinking that you're wise. Sin makes you think you're capable of what you cannot do. Sin makes you think you're righteous when really your heart is corrupt. Sin convinces you that you are okay when actually you're heading for disaster. The Bible lovingly confronts you with everything you are not. It does so in order that you would run after everything you could be. Let me say that again. The Bible, lo- say it with me. The Bible, Bible lovingly confronts you with everything you are not. It does so in order that you would run after everything you could be. The Bible forces you to face your foolishness and your failure so you would run to one who is wisdom and righteousness and find your hope in him. Amen. So New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp absolutely rocked my world. I did that devotional in 2018 every day, and I journaled on it. If you want to go deeper, and it's deep stuff about mercy and grace, read that devotional. So who told you that you were naked? Who told you that? It is not God. It is not God because God is where we find our hope. God is where we find our strength. It is God who wants what is best for us. God is our champion. Oh, yes, we are convicted by the Holy Spirit, but that's a whole different kind of thing than being beat up and torn down by the evil one. And so God loves you and cares for you and desires you and wants us to align our life to his. We find in Romans 8, 28, and, and you know, life is really tough. We talk about that a lot, and just because we love Jesus doesn't mean we're exempt from all of that. But we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so God wants good for us, for you and for me. And Satan seeks to destroy us. And so when Satan is telling us lies, God says, who told you that? As God is telling us truth. And when we're not feeling the love, God tells us he loves us. And when we think we're weak, God tells us we're strong. And God tells us he's got us when we're feeling like we're falling short. And God tells us we're his when we're feeling like we just don't belong. And so here's the question of the day. The question of the day. Who do you want to listen to? (laughs) Who are you going to listen to? The father of lies or our father in heaven? You can't listen to both. (laughs) Who are you going to believe? The one who loves you or the one who wants to steal your joy, kill your dreams, destroy your life? Whose voice should we pay attention to and whose voice should we ignore? 
The only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. In you I find my worth, in you I find my identity. And so it doesn't matter what the voices inside my head say, what the voices around me say, what people say, what anybody says. What matters is what God says. And that is true for you too. That's really the only thing that matters. What God says to you, of you, about you. It's God and you are God's creation and God doesn't make junk and God cares for you and loves you beyond measure and proved it by sending his son Jesus. It's in him that we have our value. It's in him that we have our identity. Our identity in Christ is not dependent on our looks. It is not dependent on our smarts. It is not dependent on who we know. It is not dependent on where we live or what kind of job we do or how much money we make or our cool factor. It is pure. The pure truth is that our identity is in Christ and it's not dependent on anything else. It's not dependent on anything that we do. I'm going to say that again. Our identity is not dependent on anything we do. It is dependent on who Jesus is. He is the Son of God, the, the creation, the God who loves us unconditionally, no matter what, but too much to leave us where we're at. 1 John 4 verse 8. We read that God is love. God equals love for you, for me. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it's in this God of love that we find our worth. We find our identity there. Our identity doesn't come from the world around us, not from the culture that bombards us, not from an, an ad in a magazine, on TV, or on a billboard. No. It doesn't come even from our friends or our family, not even from the one we're traveling through life with. None of these relationships, none of these people define who I am, who you are, who we are. And neither do the voices in our heads. It's God and God alone. Father, Son, Holy Spirit tells me who I am, tells you who you are, tells us who we are. And we're children of God. Pure and simple. Children of God. We're His and His alone. Taking all I have and now I'm laying it at your feet. You have every failure, God. You have every victory. Ooh. Everything we have, we give to God. Our marriages, our children, our successes, our failures, 
it's all about God. We think that we achieve all this stuff. No, it's only by God's grace. And so we give to God. We lay it at his feet, the good stuff, the bad stuff, the really bad stuff. It's all there. Give it to God. All we have, all we are, we lay it at his feet and present it as an offering for God to take and mold and shape and form us into his image. And so we ask the question again, who do you want to listen to? Actually, the better question is, who are you going to listen to? Father of lies or our Father in heaven? Who are you going to believe, the one who loves you or the one who wants to steal, kill, and destroy? Whose voice will you pay attention to? Whose voice will you ignore? You can't, you can't believe both voices. <laughs> I choose to believe. We choose to believe. Yeah. What God says of us. What about you? You're going to believe the father of lies or you're going to believe your father in heaven? What about you? So the Bible is a great love story from cover to cover. And we encourage you to get to know God by opening his word. And then you find your identity, who you really are. You are the child of a most high God. That's the truth. Believe it and live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for whispering into our head and sometimes shouting into our hearts that you love us so much and we buy the bait. We take it of the evil one who just wants to mess with us. But Lord, you're victorious. And when we claim you as our Lord and Savior, you reside in our hearts. And you triumph. Thank you that the dark never is so dark when you're in the picture. Thank you that the mountain is never so high that we can't climb it. Thank you for faith that moves mountains, whatever that is in our lives. Thank you, God, for your presence with us. And most of all, for your son, Jesus, who went the distance for every single person on this planet. We're covered by your precious blood, Lord. And we are your children, and we want to thank you for adopting us into your family. We pray this with thanksgiving in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.